Hi, everybody. My name is Devin Pierce. This is the How To Dad Podcast. We are live on Mixer. New content on Thursdays for the Dad Class YouTube channel. Now that we stepped away from that, let's step on to tonight's show. Each week here, I bring you guys tips, tricks for parenting, adulting, and life as a whole. And sharing tools from my toolbox to, to help you be better equipped for life's great adventure. We are, of course, on episode 9. It is May 5th, 2019. I just about knocked my drink off the table onto my keyboard. That would have been bad. Today's topic is Teaching Children Respect, Part 2. We last talked about this back on April six, or April 14th, episode 6. In that episode, we described and defined what respect was, and we came down to, with regards to teaching it to our children, we decided that this was an attitude generated by mutual positive treatment and trust that helps an individual succeed in all aspects of life. We also touched on a bit of self-reflection and how we as role models for children uh, have to show respectful behavior so that we can start teaching our kids that same respectful behavior. Today's episode, as promised, we are going to dig into practicing respect for other people their age, their peers, building respect for rules and property, And we'll touch on respecting authority both at home, school, as well as a child's own self-respect. It shouldn't be too long of an episode. These are pretty short-formed notes I have here today, but we'll see how we go. I know last week's was a bit of an episode in length, so bear with me. Try to make it up with you guys. Keep this one short. We're going to start off with talking about respecting their peers. This is mostly done through a direct application of empathy uh, to show concern for the needs or the emotions of other people, even during times of conflict. So even if you don't like the person, you still have to try to be respectful of them, right? That's probably the most difficult aspect of... uh, dealing with schoolmates and friendships and stuff. But that is the key aspect of it. We touched on empathy last week's episode when uh, during our Raising Resilient Children Part 2. And we talked about several games you can use to teach that to your children in the age group of 2 to 4. So when you're encouraging them at that age, it'll help make your life a lot easier later. If you are past that stage and you're finding you're having an issue with it, the rest of this should help you with that. But definitely teaching your kids empathy is the primary focus of respect. Take yourself and finding some teaching moments that, and ask your child how they, such as asking your child how they can make a new person feel welcomed or explaining to them when they've made a poor choice about a behavior towards another person, how they should have done that choice or how they could have, and involving your child in that process so they can learn from their mistakes. 
empathy reflects a lot on tolerance. So teaching your kids to accept differences for another person is a great way to learn how to deal with other people, or at least to understand that there are differences in people and that will help them be more empathetic. It's easier to understand differences of opinions if you understand at least that there are different people. On the first part of these teaching children, these, these, that's not a word. On the first part of this teaching our children respect, we discussed how you, to show them respect, have to be actively listening. Well, you also need to coach your children to learn how to actively listen. If they aren't actively listening to their peers, they aren't showing them the respect that they should be. Combine that with their pleases and their thank yous, and you got yourself a child showing other people how they respect them. Last point I'm going to mention here with regards to peers is to help your children learn positive stress and emotional regulation or emotional management. If your child has a technique to help themselves calm down when they are getting upset with other people or with situations, this can prevent them from making less than positive choices that might result in something they regret later. It also shows a great deal of respect to other people when you show them that you respect yourself enough to step away from a situation to come back to it when you're not so emotionally engaged. One of the first things about teaching your kids uh, respect towards rules is to, as we discussed in one of our first episodes, in fact, it might have even been the first episode here on the show, is involving your children in creating your household rules. So they understand what they are, why they're in place. I don't feel like I need to reiterate why that's important, but I'm going to anyways. <laughs> the, the ability to understand why a rule exists allows you to show it respect. By being involved in the rulemaking process, your child can't argue with you that they weren't aware of it, and they can't be mad at the rule when consequences for breaking it are followed through on by you as an adult. Some ways to practice your children understanding the importance of rules or placing value in them are things like try playing a game without any of the rules. Whether this is a board game or a outdoor activity, and then play the same game following the rules. Ask your child about, you know, which one they felt was better or how they thought about the different ones that were going on. Likely, especially if you take full advantage of not following the rules, they're going to be so annoyed with you in the no rules game that they're really going to appreciate those rules in the rule enforced game and that's a pretty direct connection in their brain i had more fun when my parents weren't cheating than when they were right 
Uh, once your children are old enough for the, you to start take, talking to them about uh, joining an organization or a group such as a sports team, Boy Scouts, Girl Guides, or even student councils for uh, teenagers, get them involved in those things so that they can practice working as part of a team, first of all. The more interactions you have with different types of peers, the more positive peer interaction overall you're going to get. If you don't have experience with something, you can't improve upon it, right? Also, if they take on leadership positions in those things, such as uh, head of a student council or the head of a yearbook group or anything like that, they often are in charge of setting out the rules and ensuring other people are following them. And when you're placed in that spot of responsibility, you tend to have more respect for the rules because you understand that they are there for these reasons and because you are the one setting them out and enforcing them, you realize their importance and then you can apply that understanding as a child to other rules that are around you. And we start our kids out with rules so that when they start making their own decisions in life, they continue to follow the law. Finally, this is something else that we've mentioned before in episodes is the importance of ensuring that you praise your children for following the rules. If they are getting compliments and praise for the correct and proper behavior, they will continue to get that. If the only time you're interacting with your children is to chastise them because they didn't follow the rules, well, that's still attention. And they're more likely to continue to act poorly because they at least got some form of attention from you than act properly because that didn't get them anything. But if you're like me and you run up to your child and you you give them a great big bear hug and you scare them a little bit because they weren't expecting you to jump in from around the corner and you tell them, oh, you're just so amazing, I love you. And they're like, whoa, what's going on here? you would be like, Oh, I just uh, saw that you were following the rules and behaving properly. I almost forgot I had kids in the house. It was amazing. It was really great of you guys. You know, keep it up. I mean, you don't have to do it that way. I'm sure there's other ways to do it. But I have fun scaring my children from time to time. So, you know, that's my way of doing it. I want my kids to uh, know that I'm here and that I love them. And when they do good, I want to encourage that. You guys do you. I'll do me. Property is our next topic. When it comes to teaching children to respect property, the the difficulty that comes with that is that children have n- little to no understanding with regards to value. And thankfully, they have an easier time placing value in people than they do stuff. And then society ruins that. Hashtag opinions. But it's both monetary and sentimental values of physical objects that children have a hard time really comprehending. So, how do we encourage an understanding of those values? I don't know what's with that voice. I do that voice a lot, actually, like in my day-to-day life. And I probably drive my spouse nuts with it. I'm okay with that. 
I love her and she loves me and all of my crazy. <laughs> Giving your children the opportunity to care for something special, such as a small garden or even just a singular plant that is theirs in the house or otherwise, this gives them the connection of hard work for something, gives something a bit of value. And I feel like this is a really crucial one. We also mentioned how giving children the responsibility of a, of a garden or plant in last week's episode helps build up their self-confidence as well because they achieve a goal. Keep this alive until the cold sets in and kills it anyways. Welcome to Canada. It's been snowing here all week. Melts by the afternoon, but every morning this past week I've woken up to snow. You can also talk to the child about items of personal significance. You know, like their their favorite stuffy or blankie or in the case of my one-year-old, a random pillow that has like this silk trim. No pillowcase, just the pillow. And discuss to them how they love this object, but how someone else might not. Much in the same way, you might not value that vase over there, but your mother does, or your grandmother. It's definitely more of a thing I would say about my kid's grandmother than their mother. But you can give them that comparison. If they don't understand why something is valuable to someone, show them something they can relate to themselves and then reflect it onto the topic of your conversation with them about, uh, you know, grandma's boss or what have you. Now, when you get into actual money value, having your children pay for the cost of replacing something that is lost or broken, whether they get an allowance or not, assigning a value to certain tasks for them to pay you back for that replacement, that is literally placing a physical value on something, then placing physical values on the activities that they're doing to pay you back. So you're getting two opportunities to teach there. You can teach them the value of their work. You can teach them the value of an item that was broken or lost, both on the monetary sides of things. And then of course there are additional benefits to your child having an allowance or earning this family paycheck. I, I really, I place a negative connotation myself on the term of an allowance. To me, that's something you're just given. I am permitting you this allowance. Let's not hand things to kids on silver platters. Put them to work. Assign a value to a task. It's called piecework, by the way. Pay them for their efforts. Give them a family paycheck. I feel like that has a much more positive ring to it because they are earning that paycheck. When they break something, you then deduct that from their paycheck. And when they don't break things, just simply by saving up their paychecks, you, you can teach your children about basic budgeting, saving for what they want, and they can physically connect the dollar values to what they are purchasing when they want something. And then they can comparatively learn value of other objects. 
Well, Bobby, you remember when you bought that there uh, deck of Pokemon cards and it cost you like, I don't think a full deck starter thing goes for like 90 bucks nowadays, but yeah, so you bought that and it was cost you 80 bucks. Well, to replace one of these here phones, you know, is going to cost 200 or more dollars. So that would be like saving up to buy several decks of cards. Right? You're giving them that actual comparison. And the younger they are, the more of that direct comparison they're going to need to really learn these skill sets. Well, there are so many skill sets for that they can learn out of that. If you do it right. Please, 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 please. Hashtag opinions again. Don't hand things to your kids on a silver platter. Make them work for it. Next up, let's talk about teaching them respect for authority, both at home and at school. Now, I didn't mention this at the start of the podcast, but I did mention it last episode with regards to this topic, that our rating was one of these uh, Raising Responsible Children series books from the Parent Institute. The majority of their stuff I definitely agree with, but there's always a little bit of room of improvement with anything that you can learn from, right? I kind of felt like the school authority lessons that they had in this book were, yes, they work, but I'm sure there's more you could do than just those things. Anyways. At home, we teach about authority by explaining the rules are made because we care about someone or something, you know, make a rule to protect people, protect property, those kind of things. We, out of respect, we have rules. And when you're building on rules, giving specific reasons as to why it is a rule. Of course, going back to our earlier Suggestions, if you're doing those together, makes it easier for them to understand the why. You want to be using your rules you made with your kids, as well as any consequences you guys work together on a consistent basis. If they break rule A one day and they break the same rule two days later, the consequences have to follow what you guys agreed upon both times. Every single time. Consistency or consequences helps set them into memory so that we understand the consequences of our actions and then we can learn from them. To reinforce that rules are made out of caring for them, caring for people and property, expressing your love to your children is an effective way of teaching them to respect authority. When they understand authority is coming from a place of love, it's an easier pill to swallow, I guess. Now with schools, we sh 
teach our children to have respect for authorities of schools or at schools with our involvement. We give value to education and to the people who educate our children by being involved. And this takes many different forms. And then here are some examples for you guys. You know, discussing with your children how your education has positively affected you. If you happen to be looking for X in a math problem and your child is saying how they'll never use that algebra in their lives, show them that you're using it in your adult life. It's very rarely that you actually need to utilize that skill set, but it is nice to have when you need it. Take the time to learn about your child's school rules and policies so that you can help your child understand why they are rules. If you don't agree with a policy that your school, that your child attends, has, don't complain about it to your child. That undermines the authority of the school as a whole, not just for one specific complaint you have. And then go to the school with your complaint. Maybe even get involved, get on a school council, and help change those rules if you feel that they really need to be changed. Showing an interest in what your child is learning, whether that is through sitting down with them while they're doing homework, which I don't agree with homework, hashtag opinions. This is an opinions episode, apparently, guys. Showing interest in what your child is learning, whether that is through asking them about their homework or simply by encouraging them to be doing it in the first place. By showing them or encouraging them to be doing their homework. That shows to your child that you place an importance on it and they will place an importance on it. That whole taking us back to good role modeling, right? Showing your children you have an open line of communication with their teacher and participating in different school activities or even volunteering when the school needs volunteers and don't get me wrong, guys, I, we all live busy, busy lives. And life isn't suddenly going to get less busy because your kid's school needs a volunteer. But do what you can. If there are small ways you can help support the education of your children, do those small things. Every little bit helps. Even if it's just making sure that you... Hit up every other family member during a fundraising event and uh, take their money and giving it to the school. Anybody who thinks that education is overfunded should uh, definitely see how many fundraisers schools have to do to keep the lights on. This one, I feel, is the, the tip of this iceberg here, or the bulk of this iceberg, actually. In that, the importance of self-respect. It comes from the fact that it is easier to show respect to other people when we respect ourselves. It also makes us more inclined to make positive choices or good choices, good moral choices in life. Some really easy topics here. 
not topics, but uh, some tips for building your child's self-respect. And I'm sure we can expand on this. But here's what I got for you guys. Help your child set and reach their goals. Include responsibilities that are specifically for your child to do so that they can build upon their own independence. While you're encouraging them, if you show you believe in your child, they will learn to believe in themselves. Make sure you're setting realistic goals with your kid. Uh, this can help or even include budgeting goals. You know, we mentioned earlier, we talked about their family paycheck. Set out a goal. I want to save up for this item, but I also want to still have snack money for school. Well, you're doing these chores, you're making this much on your paychecks, and yada, yada, yada. Work through it with them. And when your child tries to deviate from the path, rear them back in onto it. You know, you're going to run off over there. No, 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 no. Come here. Look at your goals. Let's get your goals. Help your children learn where to draw the line and not to draw it in sand. What I mean by this is not letting your child compromise their morals to please others. While you do need to be compassionate and show caring to others, you need to respect yourself and your beliefs. You know, also on that, not letting them cheat or steal or reduce themselves to the level of lying to get ahead. Draw the line, build a wall, make it permanent, make it strong. Stand by your kids and stand by, or rather teach them to stand by their own moral compass. When your child does have a setback or failure, be sure that you are there to coach them through that learning process because every setback, every failure is an opportunity to learn something more. You want to encourage them to have that mindset about it so that they can do better next time and remind them when they fail that they are loved. No matter what happens, that they are loved by you. And the importance of that, guys, is that when they're an adult and you're not there to pick up the slack for them, they fall short they can still love themselves through that. And I feel like a lot of people could improve on that for themselves. The last thing I have here on my note with regards to self-respect is understanding individuality. Asking your child what they enjoy about themselves or what makes them feel pride in themselves, what sets them apart as an individual, so that you can learn what those things are. And from there, we can then encourage those independent interests and praise them when they accomplish goals within those interests. 
the hard part about this last thing is this might require you to learn about something. If your child has an interest that you have no experience with, you may have to learn it with them or some aspect of it in order to truly show the respect for that independence. Um, it actually would go a really long way to showing your child this is something that's important to you. Well, I don't really know anything about it, but you know what? I'll tag along and maybe I'll learn a thing or two myself so that I can understand maybe why you enjoy this. That would be huge. And probably blow the socks clean off your kid. You want to learn about this? Oh my gosh. But you know, if you're not learning, you're not living. So do it, do it, do it, do it. So you guys, I feel it's important to make sure that we're taking little bits of each of these things. Like we broke it down into respecting authority at school, at home, peers, property, themselves. But almost all of those things tie back into each other. And you can apply that empathy to authority, just like you can with peers, as an example. Take what you learn, reapply it to other things. And even within this one singular topic, we're able to do that. With this book, with these podcasts, and a bit of our own common sense, we're on the right path to teaching our kids to do better, to show more respect. So this question, this week's question to you guys, what if any changes, or what if any changes, it's that grammar thing again. What, if any changes, are you guys going to make with regards to encouraging your children to show others respect? Remember guys, you can shoot me your answers over on Twitter, or you can email them to me. Both involve crown esso, whether it's at crown esso or crown esso at gmail.com. That is C R O W E. Whoa. No, it's not. C-R-O-W-N-E-S-S-0. <laughs> oh, you hey, Thanks for watching, guys. The How To Dad podcast is owned and hosted by myself, Devin Pierce, is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License, all rights reserved. Currently available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public for your auditory listeners. If there is another podcast service you guys would like to see us distributed on, get in touch with me, let me know, and I'll make sure it gets over there. Good night, guys.